BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with OCR Bunny and OCR Strong. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike with BeastNet here and today I've got with me Dave. Um, we all know Dave. Howdy in. Howdy in. How you doing, Dave? Uh, I'm a little better now than I was yesterday, but you know. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure. Yesterday was right. a... A very emotional day, and I and I apologize that I wasn't able to be there. I was out of town for work, so that's all right. I, I, I got a big shout out to Brother Boggs for being there. It was really cool to have that support, and I appreciate it. Yes, I was glad that he could be there. Yeah, I was stuck out of town for for work and didn't get home mm-hmm. until today. Well, yeah. glad you're home. <laughs> yeah, so thankfully, it's yeah, it's it's uh, out of town can be fun, but at the same time, it's like I want my bed. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And I know a lot of people because I got put up at a, at a hotel at a casino and mm-hmm. not once did I gamble. I'm like, it's just. Yeah, it's not my thing. I know a lot of people like, woo. I'm like, I got yeah, better things my... to spend my money on. <laughs> it's not mine either. It's like, I want to go buy, I want to go to races and buy Harley parts. I don't really want to go waste my money at a gambling table. No, I'm all right. No, no. <laughs> So, so how have you been? I know it's been a rough, it's been a rough time. It's been a little bit since we talked. I mean, how, how has Dave been? Uh, a little overstressed, a little overworked. No, I mean, yeah. my job's great. My, I love my, my paying job. They're wonderful folks, and, <clears throat> but there's always the stress that comes with that. And then, you know, trying to, uh, uh, your church life and ministry work and, keeping up with my training and my races and um, you know, it's some people will tell you that, Oh, I understand how you feel. You know, death is a hard thing and you know, you've got to do X, Y, and Z and, and you'll turn to them and ask them like, okay, but how many people you have in your family? Oh, I've got my wife and my kids and my mother and brother and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I got me. It's a little different, <laughs> but um, so I am grateful. Like I said before, I'm grateful for all the support from, from DSNAT, from you, from my church family, from you know my gym, etc. Um, hey. Because without it, I couldn't get through this stuff. <laughs> so. It's tough too, because I mean, it's one of those things we all deal with with loss differently. I mean, everybody does, um, and like you said, I mean, some of us have bigger support systems than others. I mean, it, it's. It's like for me, I mean, I'm the youngest of six kids, but at the same time, I feel alone as can be because I don't talk to any of them anymore. I don't do much with any of them because none of them are supporting. Kind of one of those things. Sometimes it's, you know, you got to look to it like who's supporting you? How much support do you have? You know, yes, you may only, you know, blood wise, it may just be you now, but you still have a BeastNet family and an OCR family. And I mean, we are here for you. So anything you yeah, need, we are here. Um, you are family. You honestly, right. to me, are more of a brother to me right now than the 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 ones that are, are you know, blood related to me. So, so well, I just, appreciate that. just know that. So, so, <laughs> you know, I, I, for those that don't know, um, unfortunately that Dave's, Dad was uh, the service was yesterday out at Mount at Mount Tome or Tomo National Cemetery, which mm-hmm. is so funny. You know, I went to high school right next to that, right? Oh wow! 
the high school that's there. That cemetery wasn't wow. there when I went to high school, though. They built a cemetery after. But yeah, I went to high school right next to where that is. So, oh, wow. like, when you look out and you see the high school, that was my high school. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, you know, it, it hurts. You know, even my heart to you know for everything that's going on for you on that one. But like I said, we're we're here for you and anything you need. And I'm so glad that, that, you know, Boggs was able to be there with you. Um, yeah. I, like I said, I'm, I'm apologize that I wasn't able to. I was outside. Out of, I was gone for work. But what other things do you have? I know you've got a, a big thing that you got coming up. <coughs> well, the, the thing that so a few years ago, uh, my dad and I watched. Uh, you know, I say my dad and I watched it. We weren't together at the same house watching it, mind you. But uh, <clears throat> on Apple TV, they've got the Long Way series uh, of shows by a guy named Ewan McGregor, who you might know from Star Wars um, mm-hmm. and other films, and then his buddy Charlie Borman, uh, a famous actor from the UK. And what they did is they did three epic trips. They did the Long Way Around, where they went from uh, London to New York going east so like across Mongolia, Russia, you know, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And they did a long way down where they went from the tip of England, or I should say the tip of the UK, uh, in John Groth, Scotland, to Cape Town, South Africa. And they did this in like 04 and like, like 07, respectively. And then in uh, 2018, they did a long way up where they went from Tierra del Fuego, Argentina, to LA on electric-powered Harley-Davidson motorcycles. So my dad calls me up after watching the, the last one. He goes, hey, David. We had to do something like this. I said, well, dad, a um, couple things. I'm not you and McGregor. I just can't call up a company and get stuff for free. Um, I can't, I can't, I can't foot the bill for everything. That's just... So we decided on a group name called Narrow Way Moto Ventures. And we'll do three trips. We were going to do three trips. And the one I'm going embarking on this is coming Thursday, actually. So a week from today, <clears throat> we'll call it the Narrow Way Around. And It'll embark from here in Wenatchee, Washington, to basically the Harley Davidson Museum in Milwaukee, uh, in time for the 120th anniversary celebration of Harley. The trip plan is going to go back through, I think, Sturgis before the rally, you know, like Mount Rushmore, et cetera. Um, the going to the sun, and then from there, the front door of Yellowstone, because I'm not going to go through Yellowstone this time, um, up to Glacier National Park, across the going to the sun road which dad always wanted to see, up to Calgary, Alberta, Canada, then over to Kamloops, Whistler, which he loved Whistler, um, <coughs> Horseshoe Bay, out to the to Nanaimo on Vancouver Island, mm-hmm. back through our peninsula on, um, here in Washington State, and then back down to Vancouver, across, what is it, 82, mm-hmm. back to Biggs, and then up toward Wenatchee again. And it's about 6,000 mm-hmm. miles. <clears throat> and one of the things they did in the long way series is they partnered just a little with jaunt. just a little you know hop skip and a jump it's fine i will tell you um, the highway to the sun highway to the sun on a yeah. motorcycle is a gorgeous so, i hope so <laughs> i did it, it's been oh god i'm gonna tell my age it's been almost 30 <laughs> years since i did it wow um but i did it on uh golden with my dad and we went yeah. up and over east and then it was so beautiful we actually just turned around and came back that's awesome so that we could see it again um it's cold as hell at the top though because at the top you're crossing the continental divide as you go over the mm-hmm. top it's pretty cool so yeah well i'll have enough i'll have enough gear on me and then the what they did with the long way series they partnered with unicef from the un to like raise money and draw awareness to programs that they were doing with children and, and communities 
and dad and I chatted about that. And um, I said, what did you, well, UNICEF's kind of out of the picture, dad, because UNICEF doesn't really do much here in the States. He says, what about our local YMCA? Because I, I have some history there. I've got mm-hmm. friends that have worked, have worked there and have worked there. Um, so we, uh, we settled on that and we would, you know, try to raise money for the, our y, local YMCA's new building fund. <clears throat> I just met with a lady named Dory Foster, who is the CEO of the YMCA, and her media guy, Dominic um, Bory or Barry, I can't remember how it's pronounced. Anyway, uh, they love the idea. They think it's, it's a really cool notion to try to, you know, help out the Y and, and give their members something to be excited about. And it was just really cool to be able to give back to a community, our community like this. And they're going to have a map at the Y that, like, details my route. Um, you know, like I told her, it's just, if I raise $75 or I raise 7500 it's a dollar more than he had yesterday. And um, it's something that honors my dad. And then, you know, if we get to a part where <clears throat> I have to alter the trip plan, if I have to cut the Canadian part out because Alberta's on fire, which it is right now, um, you know, that's what I got to do. It may be, it may be 6,000, maybe 5,000, maybe 7,000 miles. But this trip is scheduled for 28 days. I'll be leaving on the 6th of July and coming back the 2nd of August at noon here in Wenatchee at the, the back door of the YMCA, or the back parking lot, excuse me, of the YMCA. That'll be my start and finish line. Um, and I've already had people tell me that I'm crazy for, you know, you're pushing a really long trip for a really short time. And, you know, I'm going to stop and see stuff and I'm going to take my time and get where I need to go. <clears throat> but um, I'm going to have uh, multiple cameras on the bike with me and we're going to shoot a documentary that if, uh, uh, Sterling Silver Productions here in Wenatchee, a friend of mine owns it. He's going to build it into a documentary, so documentary series that we'll post to YouTube. And you never know, maybe you and McGregor to watch it. That'd be kind of cool. Uh-huh. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's something that uh, you know, Joe Descent always preaches about doing hard stuff. And, and this mm-hmm. is something that uh, is near and dear to my heart, especially since Dad won. Dad and I had actually planned on doing the trip this year if he had gotten better. And if he wasn't able to ride, I was going to give him a sidecar for one of my bikes. And um, he was gung-ho about it. And it's like I told people at his like civilian funeral, because we had the military one yesterday, and the civilian one was October. At a civilian funeral, I said, I guess I'm stuck in the ride, so <laughs> got to do it. Yeah. Um, but if people want to meet, you know, if they want to meet me at the, the back parking lot of the YMCA on the 6th at 9 a.m., um, you know, the community is invited to come out and, and, and see me off. Any motorcycle riders in the area who want to, you know, ride out with me, that's cool. Um, <clears throat> coming back um, on the 2nd of August, it's, of course, it's a weekday, but uh, we're going to meet at a place called Martin's Marketplace in Cashmere at 11 a.m. Um, to do the basically the victory lap. And people can meet, and, you know, cages can come and bikes can come and, and meet me there. And then we'll just ride in together into the Y and all that's where I'll cross the finish line. So nice. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be hard work. Um, you know, I'm, I have three different motorcycles. I've got a couple of big, you know, Harley like cruiser bikes. And I've got one called the Harley Davidson Pan America. And <laughs> Pan America is more of like your adventure style bike, like, uh, Kind of like they use in the long way series, except mm-hmm. made by Harley. So I've told, I, you know, I was talking to Dory about this and I told the, the dealer, Harley dealer I've been working with is down in, um, it's Apple State Harley out of Yakima. They're our dealer of record in this area. Mm-hmm. And they looked at me like, you're taking the Pan America? Why? I said, well, 
the bike can be overloaded because it's built for that. I don't know what the road conditions are going to be because I've never done this kind of trip before. I, you know, I don't even know where I'm going to stay most of the time until I get where I'm going. And um, I said, this would be funny if my, my father, who was 125 pounds on a good day, uh, would laugh at his, you know, 300 pound weightlifting OCR running son on the back of a rather small bike. <laughs> Riding across the country, he'd find that hilarious. So it's like it's dad's last hurrah. There we go. So, yeah. well, it's, go, go ahead. I mean, it's amazing. I commend you. I mean, it's one of those things. Um, as someone who you know rode bikes, I mean, it's been a long time since I owned, owned a bike, but I did for years. Um, that kind of trip is is brutal. It can be it can be tough Ooh. on your back and your body, um, and but it can be amazing at the same time. To, okay. to see the world in the, the U.S. on a motorcycle, you can see so much when you remove the cage. Oh, yeah, totally. And well, it's and they, amazing. I've got, so I've got some pieces, so you mentioned that about the back and whatnot. So I've got some pieces in place that, you know, if, if OCR has taught me anything, you know, uh, run safer and not, run safer and smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a back brace that will go across my, my stomach and then come across each shoulder to mm-hmm. pull my shoulders back. So I'm not doing that, not leaning over. Yeah. Um, so, and then I've got a, for when I, when I do camp, cause I'll have camp here with me. Um, I'm going to try to stay in like, you know, some, ho- some motels and stuff uh, to be able to have an actual bed, but I've got my camping gear and there's a device called the TRX. If you're familiar with that, um, I've got a TRX strap with me so I can hook it up to a tree and do workouts and stuff. And I've got a map of planet fitnesses and, People have asked me, are you taking a break for a month for your workouts? I'm like, no, I, I need to keep going. <laughs> yeah. So that's not that's not an option. Um, yeah. but I'll, you know, I'll pull over at Planet Fitness and go in and do a workout. And, um, and I'm glad there <laughs> I've never used too many planet fitnesses across the nation, but <clears throat> I've looked at the route, like I can okay, I can hit all these places and there's one there, and there's one there, and there's one yep. there. Um, and that's why I bought that membership. But um my local gym works in Wenatchee Valley here uh, have been behind me hundred percent. And um, they've been a, a great support of, of stuff I've done at OCR and this trip as well. And it's nice to, you know, go there and train and, and let people know what's going on and they're all being real supportive. And of course the YMCA's they're lo- they're loving this idea. I've had so many people already come up to me. Hey, I saw your article in the news and dude, that's awesome. Yeah. How can I help? And um, so, but I know that the end of, August, I've got a trifecta weekend coming up in San Jose. So I've got to be, you know, come back, recover. I've got dental surgery like a week later after I get back, recover from that. And then it's on a plane to San Jose. So hopefully. Um, got to keep going. Keep yeah. Going. And I don't like the idea of being idle. No. I mean, I, I don't like the idea of just, you know, sitting and relaxing is fine, but I don't like the idea of just, well, I'm just going to sit here and watch TV for a month because I did this month long. No, I'm going to go back to training. I'm going to get my work, keep my workouts going and, yeah. you know, see you in Dallas. But um. <laughs> Which is one of those things we got to do. I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, I made the mistake, you know, and I've mentioned on the podcast before that after the Ironman, after failing once again and crashing, mm-hmm. I let it get to me mentally and physically. I mean, physically, my knee needed the break. So, oh, yeah. but... I took way too much and like took a real break when I should have just taken like slowed down 
you know, yeah. and by, because of that, I've gained some, I've lost some of the gains I had, you know, I'm mm-hmm. having to work. And I mean, at our age, it's tough to make it go away, but it, it comes back quick, you know, you know, and mm-hmm. that's kind of the problem that I've been running into. You know, I just did the, over the weekend, I did the Sisu, which once again, oh, I, I loved it. I mean, I love it every year. Like I tell everyone, if there's any event that I would come back to Seattle, if, you know, once I move and, you know, leave the area, I would mm-hmm. come back every year for that event. The Sisu cool. is the best event in, in Washington right now. Um, it was amazing. I mean, it's 24 hours running. Uh, my knee decided it really did not like this. I mean, it's like, okay, uh, this wasn't a good thing, but I mean, cause okay. I did, and this was actually the least amount I've done any of any year. Um, I did 28 miles with about 6,000 feet of elevation. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it's a lot of climbing. You're up and down hills. I mean, you're up and hiking, but I don't know if you saw the pictures. No, not yet. From, if you look at the pictures and the videos from the, I mean, the the views that you get mm-hmm. are amazing. I made sure not to show the one where my teammates were yelling at me as the safety guy climbing out onto the rock. <laughs> you know, 200 feet of drop on either side of me. And I'm pe- perched up on the middle of this, you know, this rock, like, you know, straddling it, taking pictures. Uh-huh. And they're like, really? Okay. Like, yeah, that's why I'm the safety guy. Cause I do stuff I'm not supposed to. Uh-huh. Yeah. All of a sudden cool. I just hear this. What the hell are you doing? I'm like, eh. yeah. I love it. Well, did you hear about Denver? What happened there this year? No. So I went to Fort Carson, Colorado. I've never been to, I actually just, I, I want to shout out to budget for a second because they just charged me 250 bucks because of mud in the vehicle. There's mud in my rental car because obviously you're in a mud, you know, you're in a mud run. Yeah. And they told me that it was too much. And then I actually owe them money because I violated the rental agreement, even though I paid the insurance. It's like, guys, I told you when I walked out the door, there would be mud in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. It's a Jeep. It's what it's for. Mm-hmm. Just clean it. So anyway, won't be written from budget again, um, ever. But anyhow, I uh, got to Fort Carson. And, um, you know, I'm not on the, I'm on the beach. They're saying, oh, it's a relatively flat course. That was a lie. Um, <laughs> that was... I never believe that. Never. Bull honky. Because you're, I mean, it was, it was fine. When it was flat, it was flat. But it's like, it's like kind of like, um, the one I, oh, Monterey, where it's like, oh, one hill, one of the hills has switchbacks. Okay, this is fine. And then one of the mountains is straight up the side of the mountain. And every time we went up one of the mountains there, it was straight up the side of the mountain. Yeah. So um, it starts to rain at one point. I'm almost a mile. I think I'm about mile eight. I'm at the box obstacle. And I'm trying to hike up the road. It starts to rain. It starts to hail. And we're talking like golf ball size hail. I mean, it was bad. So I dive under a tree. And then now, now we find out there's lightning all around. So I'm stuck under uh, this. Actually, it was a bush, but whatever. And um, I got the, the, the uh, all the rest of the racers that were around me have turned around, went back to the box. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm right here. I'm all right. Just, just, just don't worry about it. So <clears throat> then the hail comes in and I mean, just, I'm getting pelted a couple of times. It was enough to hurt, but then that turned back into rain. So they're telling us, okay, we're, we're shutting the race down. We're done. Get back to festival. So um, I try hiking up the road and now the road's turned into just mush. I mean, you're, I'm not getting up that road at all. So I turned around, hiked back to the box and the two poor volunteers, which those guys were awesome. Um, were there and they said, well, if you have enough strength, get back to festival. I said, send a truck. You guys stop me. I'm not, I'm not moving. I'm not going to be able to get back to festival. 
So they sent a truck. They even got me and a couple of racers, and the, they got the volunteers and got us out of there. Well, as there, as you know, the, the guy driving the truck, he's a staffer, and, and he's shouting at people who are still trying to complete the event. Get back to festival. The race is shut down. We can get our medal, right? No, go back to festival. Well, anyway, so uh, first I time, want the medal. <laughs> yeah, well, first time I'd ever seen that. The people that ran through it fast, like your elites, your age group, and they got their medal, they completed it. So again, I'm about mile eight, right? And I get, I, I'm kind of distraught because it was in honor of my dad. It was an honor series race. I told him every year I'd do an honor series trifecta for him, at least one honor series. So I, uh, I get a message when I drive the 90 miles back to my hotel in Denver because I was in, you know, Denver's here, Fort Carson's way down here, and I didn't, mm. didn't know I could fly into Fort Carson. And it says, hey, by the way, if you're kicked off course because of the weather, come back tomorrow between 7.15 and 7.45, and you can make it do a 2.2-mile loop to make it up. It'll give you your medal. Like, okay. Showed up the next day, did a 2.2-mile loop, and I'm like, that's the shortest piece I've ever had. Ah, I'm, I'm good. So I got my medal. And then about when I got the super done the, on that Sunday, and I had already ran two um, honor series races in Monterey the weekend before. So I've already got my, my honor series trifecta. And for those of you that listen that don't know, the honor series is uh, honors military veterans and, mm-hmm. and first responders through Spartan. And um, so I'm getting the beast or the sprint. No, the super. There we go. I got it done. I'm sitting on the stage and I'm looking at the clock and I'm looking at the weather report and I'm watching the cloud patterns around me. And I'm like, I recognize all of that. Okay. Hey guys, it's been fun. See ya. And <laughs> wow. I'm back to the Jeep and headed north. <laughs> so I didn't get my trifecta weekend medal, but at that point I didn't care because I'm not getting stuck on a course again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that was, that was an interesting, I've heard stories of people getting stuck on courses or get, you know, of course, shut down on them, and I've never had that happen yet. But that was for my 60th Spartan race. That was like, okay, Dad, let's see what you're doing, champ. <laughs> He's got to make sure he challenges you. You got to, you oh, know, it was too. And I, you know, it was, it was fine. And, and, um, will I go back to Fort Carson next year? You betcha. Will I rent a car from budget? No. Will no. I complete all those mountains? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Um, I didn't know there was, again, I've never been to Denver. I didn't know there was cacti that, that high up in the, like that, that elevation. Hmm. There's cacti everywhere. I mean, it's all over the place. See, I've only been to Denver and it was never for a race. It was years ago before I started racing. I, I, Mm -hmm. the company I worked for, we were, I had to go there and do some training, but I never actually left Denver. I was, you know, we stayed in Denver. Um, I went to, I I went to the bar across the street from Coors Field and looked yeah. at it but yeah it was that was back in my drinking days and we we handed the the division manager a 500 dollars bar bill in like less than 30 minutes dang i okay, used to I drink see how that would happen. i can see how that would happen well i and that uh, was three of us there was only three of us holy cow man yeah wow. i used to drink a lot so i i still don't but the the <clears throat> Denver was interesting. I mean, I didn't spend a whole lot of time in Denver proper. The, <clears throat> the funniest thing to me was when I get my, and I rented a Jeep, which that was, again, poor decision because um, it was absolute trash. But um, uh, I go to the, the gas station down the road from the, the rental car place and I'm wanting to get something to eat, something to drink because I just got the airplane. 
And I look at my GPS and it says I'm on Wenatchee Street. Hey. And I live in Wenatchee, Washington. I'm like, I'm in Denver, Colorado. And, well, if that's not a sign. I'm not sure. Okay, that's cool. Take a snapshot of that because nobody will believe me. And <laughs> but uh, the race was the race was really cool. It was it was very well thought out, very well done. Um, they uh, uh, well, it's kind of funny because you get to that first like down the mountain kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it's literally down the mountain. It's just I mean, it's nice and steep down this mountain. Um, on the beast, well, a little bit of the beast, I got to race with uh, Team Oscar Mike. And nice. um, that was cool. They had a, a gentleman out there that was a, a single leg amputee. And that was just cool to, wa- to watch that whole team just support him. And I, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure he made it the entire length of the beast or to a cutoff point. I'm not sure he came back the next day. I'm not sure what happened there. But it was cool just to watch this guy's wanting to give up and the whole team's like, no, man, you got this. And it's really cool to be able to run with them and support like what they're doing. Oscar um, Mike's amazing. Oh yeah. They're fantastic. people. But I uh, hope to get to run with them again sometime this, this year, but it's like, where's my t-shirt? When do I get a t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I normally run with uh, more hard than scars, but I mean, they mm-hmm. Oscar Mike, if I get the chance, I've ran with Oscar Mike. It was a couple of years ago, but I ran with them a little bit. Yeah. So they're, they're a great group. I told Don I had to get my, I had to get my uh, Oscar Mike shirt and I had to get my more heart than stars jersey for one of our races coming up. So oh yeah, yep. I, I wear the more heart than scars occasionally, but I have my 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 beast net ones that I wear too. Well, I gotta get I gotta get that one too. So I gotta have the whole collection. <laughs> yeah. I know this weekend when I was doing the the Sisu, I wore the my beast net, my two different ones because I have a purple one and a red one for the beast net, right. and then I wore the my hoodie. I had the more heart than scars hoodie though. The, you know oh, so nice. i tried to represent everything while i was out there but because <laughs> it got cold that was one thing is oh, yeah. i tried taking a nap after for a couple hours um and it was like i was laying there and my knee was throbbing and it was just so cold i was shivering and i'm like screw it i'm gonna go hike some more so <laughs> so the, that's how messed up my brain is it's not like well let's lay here and try and get warm or find a way to get warm it's like nope i'm awake i'm oh, where are my, my shoes gosh. Let's go hike some more. Let's go hit another uh-huh. one. Let's go do another sounds trail. Like sounds like me after a trifecta weekend in Seattle and get my tail back here to be able to work out at the gym. Like, Dave, well, you was, just got back from... Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, that was the bad part because I had... Um, I love my ultras, my ultra kings. Um, mm-hmm. But they quit making them like two... Over two years ago now, like right before COVID, I think they quit making them. Oh, the King, the King MT or whatever? Yeah, the King MTs. Yeah. Well, they finally blew. I knew they were close. I knew they had like one, maybe one race left in them. I got the second loop. So I was on mile like Mm. 10 and they blew out on one side. And so that kept getting dirt underneath. So Mm -hmm. by the time I finished, I had like the bottoms of my feet are bruised. My right foot is bruised from stuff being underneath there. So I was like the last probably 15 miles. So I was hiking and going up with like bruised, the bottom of my feet were bruised. So Monday, like this week I've been gone all week. I was teaching in Anacortes and I usually okay. pace when I teach and I was teaching 10 hour days. Cause I teach, I taught a 40 hour class in four days. So oh, wow. I was teaching 10 hour days and you were pacing, were you? <laughs> not much. I was the first two days I was sitting down. I got this <laughs> like feet things that you could get that were like these wraps that you put on your feet that like you feel great or whatever, like Dr. Scholl's, whatever they work really mm-hmm. well actually. So I was using yeah. those at night in the hotel room. 
And then by today I was able to walk and I'm supposed to be golfing eight eighteen coals tomorrow. So we'll see how the feet wow. feel then. So well, one thing I ran into in, in um, Fort Carson, uh, I bought a pair of Brooks because one thing I ran into in um, Monterey, no, it was Phoenix, was I wasn't I, uh, I went to a Fleet Feet uh, store mm-hmm. and I explained it. I explained to them what's going on. Like here's what's happening to my feet, and the guy says you're not wearing wide enough shoes. Like that's simply put, you need to fix your shoes. So he put me into a pair of Brooks. Um, you know, regular shoes and then you know like the the ocr style trail shoes and those brooks i used them on the fort carson race and they felt amazing until i hit a rock because once you hit a rock and your meta your um like the arch of your foot and kind of thing i felt the whole thing just jam right up my leg yeah. i don't have plantar fasciitis already proven i don't have that so i did a little research and uh the brooks don't have a rock plate in the shoe Whereas La Sportiva, I think they're French made, if I remember right, um, they make a wide shoe and they have a, a full length rock plate on the entire the entirety of the shoe, but the shoe can still bend and whatnot. So I bought a pair of those just as a test, and I'm going to use those this weekend in um, Portland for Rugged Maniac. Rugged Maniacs, I mean, there's nothing really, you're not going to run into a bunch of rocks there, but, you know, we'll give them a beta That's test. Fun. Yeah, I'm hoping to get. So talking to my buddy going with me. Um, last year we got two laps in. We tried to mount up for the third lap, and they told us, "Oh, you're too late. It's cut off time." Yeah. Well, they cut it off like 30 minutes before the last wave was supposed to go out. So I'm gonna. So instead of being like out at one, they cut the last wave off at 12:30. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to them. I'm gonna get there like 7 a.m. on race day on Saturday, and politely explain to them what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And why I want three laps because I made a promise to dad. Yeah. Because um, and see, just like you don't have to worry about it. Just if I'm back up, it should take me an hour to an hour and a half each lap. Um, I should be back plenty of time by one. But just let me go. Don't don't stop me. Um, and that way I can talk them through it. But <clears throat> uh, rugged maniacs, just because like I think you say this, and I I didn't agree with you beforehand, like when I first heard you say this. But now that I look at it. You got a point that sometimes Spartan, as far as obstacles go, gets a little boring, even though like I can't do all the obstacles. yet. I can't climb a rope, you know, yet. But yeah. it's like, OK, but it's the same thing. It's the same bloody thing. And we're rugged maniac. It's a little like, you know, you got 25 obstacles in 3.2 miles. Mm-hmm. You, you've got and they, and they change them every year. So it's like. You know, I could definitely understand some variation, you know, being the spice of life. But um, I also understand that, you know, Spartan wants to make things an Olympic sport. And maybe they're kind of losing sight on, you know, the, 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 uh, oh, shoot, what I'm trying to say. They're kind of losing sight on what the, what Spartan used to mean. Yeah. But I'm not telling Joe that. (laughs) I'm going to be, and I'll be honest. And it's one of those things. And I mean, I know I'm going to have listeners that are getting mad at me for this. I, at this point, I'm only ever doing Spartans. If I do them with more heart than scars, I am not going out of my way to do Spartan. I am, I'm fed up. I've had issues. Um, Mm -hmm. The staff that they have now, um, I don't want to deal with. Uh, They don't respond. They don't do anything. Um, The street team is a joke. Really, the ambassadors or whatever is a joke. I wouldn't do anything with any of them. And I mean, it's whatever it's, I love Spartan. I've loved Spartan for years. I mean, everybody knows this. Sure. 
I just, the way that I was treated by staff members on, you know, of the, the, the ambassador team mm -hmm. and everything else just completely makes me want nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry like, to hear that. Where there was issues. I went to the, to the person's boss to talk to him, will not mm -hmm. respond, went to his boss. His boss says, well, I'll make him respond, but the guy still won't respond. So it's like, yeah, I'm getting no respect for someone who's done a lot. You know, at least I feel like I've done a lot to help Spartan and, you know, do everything. And for a company that built themselves up off of, you know, the, the backs of volunteers and that's how they treat him. So it's one of those things. I don't want to completely knock them because I mean, I do love Spartan. I've loved Spartan for years, but as it is, I, I I'll be honest. I don't think I could keep my mouth shut. Yeah. If I saw the one staff member that I have a problem with um, and tell him how I really feel. Well, I'm sorry. You got treated that way. I, I know with, uh, cause I'm an ambassador, but I, like I told the, 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 my contact was that, you know, I, right now I can't do a whole lot with the ambassadorship because of stuff going on, like what happened with dad and the yep. fallout of that. And, you know, I'll, I'll be there as much as I, you know, like, like Seattle, you know, I, I may work a ambassadorship, but I'm sorry. I can't, I can't prioritize. I can't prioritize your need for my free labor over me doing this event. So it's um, just, it's the way they treat them. I mean, it's one of those yeah. things. It's my way. If you question, you're done. And that was it. One of the, a friend of mine questioned something and mm -hmm. was just immediately kicked off the team. I questioned wow. that person being kicked and I was kicked. Sorry. So after that seven sucks. years or six years mm -hmm. of constant service, helping them out, being a, oh. you know, a lead at mm -hmm. events for a street team. And it was just, nope, sorry. Boom. Gone. Dang. Well, and there's there's a lot more to it than that, but I don't want to go sure. into too deep because I'm just like, yeah. it's frustrating because it's it's especially being here in the Seattle area and mm -hmm. th that's all we get. Well, we get and Spartan they, and Tough Mudder, and that's it. And it's the same people now. They've always treated. I mean, I will say this: they've always treated me fairly well, but I've never been like a high level person, and I've only been a couple of years on that team. And um, up until to up until this event or this instance, I had been treated very well. Right. And this was just complete disrespect. But I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, it's you get that as a it company happens. grows, as a company grows. <clears throat> right. So it's just like I said, for me, I'm like, I'm just going to step back. I'll go do stuff with my my teams, more heart than yeah. scars and everything like that. And I will go help and support. But I'd already started leaning towards, you know, Ironmans and triathlons yeah. anyway. So it's kind of like I'm just I think I'm going to fade away from that stuff. But once I move to Texas, I have my choice of races. Yeah, there's that, the punk. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I mean, we're, the one thing that me and Amber have talked about that when we buy a house down there, it has to have a spare bedroom. Hey, so you. that all of my OCR friends and family, and that's includes you, Dave, you know, has a place to stay if they want to come down that. there for races. So I appreciate that. As, as long as for all of you on here. No. As long as I'm not racing in the summertime down there, I'm golden. But. Yeah. I will actually be in Dallas on my birthday. I won't nice. say what day my birthday is, but um, so I'll be a little, yeah, I'll be down there for that weekend. Um, I told my friends here that we'll have to, you know, go out to dinner for my birthday when I get back. And they're like, well, aren't you, why are you going down there on your birthday? Again, made a promise that I'd go down and do that. And so I'm going to go do it. So which one are you doing on, is that, is that the Dallas Ultra? I'm not doing the Ultra. I'm not even qualified to do that. Uh, um, the Dallas Beast? 
I'll be doing the Dallas, the V Super Ranch Sprint. I'm not going to say which one's my birthday, but um, the, uh, yeah, see, for those of you listening, uh, Mikey here uh, saw me on the Dallas, the Dallas Beast two years ago, mm-hmm. and you were finishing your second lap, and I was, I wasn't even done with the Beast yet. I'm just like, dang. Y'all are moving yeah. quick. <laughs> I mean, that, I was cow. I was in better shape at that point. I, I've lost a little bit of that, so I got to get back into it. But yeah, um, I'm actually I'm thinking of doing that one that mm. weekend, and then I'm also thinking of the because it's in a new location now. It's not at the same place that we did it. It's in a new location. They they moved oh. it, but the world's toughest mutter I heard is in that, that old location. So okay. and I want to do that one because our one friend um, for you know listeners of the podcast, me and Don will be doing an episode to. to talk about our our, our friend yep. charity who passed um me and her before covid had talked about we were going to be on a team together and do mm-hmm. world's toughest so my plan right now is i'm going to do world's toughest this year whether it be on a team or whatever but i'm doing world's toughest in her honor how does that work with like could i come down and run one lap and probably be done i think so okay I think, I've always we're gonna to do world stuff, but I can't do it overnight yet. I'm not even qualified to think about that. <laughs> well, I know we're going to be doing some with um, more heart than scars is going to have a team down there. Okay. So well, when it, when is it, you know, I'd have to look, I think it's October or November, somewhere in there. Oh, so, that might be an option. I mean, yeah. even if I'm, even if I fly down there and I'm just your uh, uh, support staff, you got to have that in your, your pit crew. But, yeah. Well, I might, what I might end up doing is running with more heart than scars, but it gets weird. Um, mm. there, there's going to be like two teams because the problem that we run into is if you're part of like, say I'm running with, you know, the, the disabled athlete and on that team, I can only be out on course when she's on course. Right. Or we have our own team that can go out when she's not on course and then come back and help her when she decides to do another lap. Cause I know she right. might, she's has issues and we'll have to take a break sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be fun. That's something another dream of mine is to run world's toughest. But I am glad to see. I know there's going to be listeners who are not going to be happy when I say this, and I mean no disrespect. But when they decided to, it's not my podcast. It's all good. Um, when when uh, they decided to condense the the 24 hour races and only do world's toughest and not mm-hmm. do the ultra world championships, mm-hmm. it's like okay. I hate to say it, but from a business standpoint. That makes sense. <laughs> it's, I knew there uh, were people that were pissed about it. But <laughs> November fourth and fifth in Granbury, Texas. Okay, let so. me see what I can do about getting out there because I would love to come out and um, I would love to come out and either run a, a few laps of that. It's what a five mile loop, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Do you yeah. have to complete all the obstacles? Um, World's toughest. I don't think so. I think you can go around them. Okay. I well, I'll do, do, want, I'll do but... some research into it and see what I can get done because that would be remarkable. I know I did sign up for the uh, November 11th. I did sign up for a stadium race in Boston because I really want to go see where I really kind of want to go see the farm, but I'm not going to spend much time to do that. Yeah. Um, but I do want to go run Fenway Park. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking at the, t- look at the you know, time of year. It's like, it's, it's, um, it's middle of November day. Yeah. In Boston. Are you stupid? <laughs> it happens. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, It'll be nice and warm. T- oh yeah, nice and warm. Uh, oh yeah, I did. I didn't. Uh, Joe invited me out to the farm recently. 
Yeah. And, um, well, cause he wanted, he wanted me to come out and run. He tried this last year too. And I told him that I couldn't because of stuff going on with dad. And I really respect him for you know, inviting me. I thought that was really cool, but he wants me to run 12 hours of the death race as part of my yeah. weight loss initiative. And I'm just sitting there going, I'm not even qualified to even think about that. But here's the <laughs> thing. And I got to say this. <laughs> This is the one thing, and I've heard you say this a few times, that you're not qualified. I know. Who gives a sh whether you're qualified <laughs> or not? That's you true, get that's out true. there and you try it anyway. It's one of those things like right. Sisu. Well, the first year I did Sisu, I'm like, why am I out here doing it? I'm not <laughs> qualified to do right. this. I should not be out here. But you go out and you give it your best shot. That's true. You know, I mean, and you go out there and you give it your best shot. And if you don't make it. Who cares? You tried. You went out there and you did more than ever. And I've said this for years. You mm -hmm. beat every single person who's sitting on their ass watching TV. You Great. got off yours and you went for it. Whether you could, you did more than millions of people did. Well, it's the same reason I love, like, I love Hurricane Heat, even though I haven't gotten to run one. I, I got injured at Deca, Deca Mile. Mm -hmm. um, I, my left arm got injured, so I had like a bunch of weakness and crap in it. I did complete the Deca trifecta this year, though, the second second year in a row. But um, so uh, shout out to uh, Yancey Cole for making a really dope event. Um, but when I went to Monterey, I, I emailed Andy Hardy and said, you know, I, I just I can't uh, I can't be in the hurricane heat because of doctor's orders. But can I come take pictures? And that's why I love hurricane heat because I mean it's you get to bust your butt if you know if you, if you fail you fail but if you stick through it you're gonna succeed and i never i never met andy before i just friend her on facebook a couple of years oh, ago andy's amazing she is she's really she's cool amazing and it, this is gonna sound funny i'm not sure how to say this but i've never seen a hurricane heat a led by a woman and i've only seen a few hurricane heats but both cryptaeus at this hurricane heat were women and it was really cool it was it was a it was a really cool event and it was really cool to see, like, it, nobody can say these women are wusses because they just kick the tar out of everybody. And, and you will um, beat the crap out of you. And you'll love oh, every gosh, second it was, of it. Oh, it was amazing. And I saw one lady, at the, and I took pictures. I, I, again, I have a, a busted ankle. I got a busted shoulder at this point. And I'm out there hobbling along, and I'm sticking with the teams. Like, I'm, I'm going just as fast as they are, taking all these pictures for Andy and crew. And I get out there, and... Um, at one point, she had the team like uh, they had to take their rucksacks and uh, suspend them between two two by fours. They had to transport the entire rig as a team, and then they get to a rally point and they had to actually blindfold themselves. And they had one person that didn't have a blindfold, and they had to go up a single track trail to the top of the mountain to go onto the monkey bars. Then she goes, "We're going to do something called uh, like hang time or something like that, where." one person would hang on the monkey bars the rest of the team went over and did burpees and nice. then by the time that person fell one member of the team had to come over and relieve them and they had to hang and um but at the end of the event and i'm just sitting there going wow this is totally sick at the end of the event this little late and a little older lady she's uh pushed about 60 if i remember right um she comes up and just hugs andy and just starts just bawling and like this changed my life and like that's the experience i've had at something like a hurricane heat and then i say something crazy like i'm not qualified to do the death race you know <laughs> but mm -hmm. um <clears throat> so i'm i'm hoping that i'm hoping that uh that that joe will invite me back out next year hopefully uh, the winter the winter death race i don't want a part of i don't even want to do that that's yeah. 
It's not something it's one of those <laughs> things and I think it's one of those from like when I was at my biggest and still doing Spartan races and I had so many people looking at me like you shouldn't be out here and I'm like I don't care. Do you know how many people I've had to tell this was not my first race? <laughs> like, I don't care what you think, whether I should uh -huh. be out here or not. I'm doing this anyway. It's like when I did, um, when I ran the, my first marathon, I did it at over 300 pounds. And everyone's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I told myself I would run one of these before I turned 40. My birthday's mm -hmm. in six days. So this is it. So I'm doing it. You know, right. and I did it. And I mean, I was so happy, though, because I had my my good friend, Emily, who I love, Em, and Don, you know, Boggs, mm -hmm. they started with me. Mile 13, Emily was sick. She'd been like battling mm -hmm. like the flu up to that point. And she's just like, I can't, I can't. And I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. thank you for at least starting with me and getting me going and keeping me yeah. motivated. About mile 23, Don's back started seizing. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, dude, I want to help you. I want to, but if I stop moving now, I can't, I'm mm -hmm. not going to be able to continue. So I'm like, and he's like, you just need to go. This was for you to finish. This wasn't for anybody else. So, I mean, I pushed and I had people like, I was last, I was it. You mm -hmm. know, I, it just kept reminding me of that movie, run fat boy, run. I'm the last one out there. They're, they're literally taking apart the, mm -hmm. the, the race course in front of me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, I even had one of the like, you know, the the helpers or whatever that, you know, the marshals that was following me, making sure I was good, like in her car, like, do you just want me to give you a ride to the finish? No, I'm good. And I'm like, no, I'm finishing this. I am doing this. I said I was going to do it. And that's one of the hardest things sometimes is when getting out of your own head, because everyone around you is like, you can't do this. You're too big right. for this. You're not in the shape for this. You can't do this right. And I'm like, you know, and sorry, Don, you're going to have to edit but this, but go yourself i'm doing this anyway i'm doing what i'm doing it whether yeah. you think i'm in the right shape or not i don't care whether you think i'm qualified for this or not i don't care that's you know, true and we have a good friend that's you know um <clears throat> one of the trainers that twice now has told me that i was not ready for an event and i just looked at him and said shut up and get out of my way watch me watch me yeah watch me <laughs> i'm gonna do this anyway well i had a I had a couple people out at, at, at Fort Collins that were, they were making comments like that. And I'm like, is there, they're looking and they're, they're talking to me about, you know, is this your first race? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, this is race number 59. Just Spartan race number 59. Yeah. And they're like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, I had one lady that on the, the super that dang near just, I mean, dropped her jaw. I'm like, Spartan race 60, here we go. 60? Like, yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And she's like, wow, that's not including Tough Mudder, Rugged Maniac, Warrior Dash, yeah. Bloomsday, freaking, you know. Everything uh, else. Blood Factor, whatever else I've done. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, damn. Well, yeah, just because I'm bigger than you are doesn't mean I can't do this. No, and that's it. I mean, people get that in their head that you have to look like, you know, like some of the top racers to be able to get out there and do this. No, you just have to have the drive. You just have to go out and do it. And I mean, I would be one of those things. I mean, if Dave was, or, you know, if, if Joe DeSena was to send me a message right now saying, I'm here's a plane ticket, fly out to Vermont, go for well, the death probably race. never do that part. He'll invite you to the death race, but he won't fly your ticket. <laughs> but if he, if I had to come fly out and do the death sure. race, why not? I mean, yeah. am I going to finish? Probably not. No. but am I going to go for it and give it my all until like the last part of me says you're done. And mm -hmm. then I'm going to do a little bit more. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm going to be one of those Absolutely. ones where to ring that bell, you know, because they, I can't remember how it is. I know it used to be that you rang the bell when you quit. Somebody's going to have to ring the bell for me. Because I, I ain't doing it. I'm not going to ring the bell saying I'm out. Which, by the way, I have that bell in my garage. But um, <laughs> I, do. I actually have the, the, the bell from a couple of the, the like, agogies a couple of years ago. I have the bell. Oh, my, my God. I love it. Don't, I love it. You, don't you ask how I got my... You know where they stole that from, don't you? That idea? Huh. Maybe SEAL training. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I have it in my garage. So, it's from the top of, like, a, a yeah, someone cut it out. I think it was Dave cut it out from a, the top of a cylinder. Oh my gosh. That's fun. But it's, yeah, it's sitting in my garage. So well, you gotta, I got, you gotta hold on to that. Yeah. And like I said, don't <laughs> ask, don't ask where I get my hands on. I don't want to know, but I, I, I get, was... I get some, some pretty cool stuff sometimes. Wow. So. I actually have, it's funny you mentioned, this is not as cool as what you got, but I actually have, when they used to have the, um, the Spartan helmet cut out of wood on the spear mm-hmm. throw, um, I actually have one of the sitting on my wall. And that was the very last buddy medal, if you will, that I got my dad. And on that, and I'll take a picture sent to you later, but I've got some patches from the races I've done. And I've got the last two, because I used to get, I, and I, I do this, I do this for kids now, but here back home. But I, every race I did, I would get dad a buddy medal. Mm-hmm. I found out yep, in Dallas I that, I could, that. that I could do that. And on on this, this thing here, this uh, Spartan helmet, I actually have the last two trifectas from 2021 and 2022 the dad got to to have in his in his room there at the hospital and that'll be that's that'll stay there until this place burns down or i move or whatever and i'll get put back up later but that's that's for dad and um people ask me about it i'm like just don't even and it's the helmet still has the dirt on it from seattle seattle i think or montana one of the two no seattle last year um still has the dirt i've never cleaned it it's like no just leave it as it is don't clean it don't touch it don't even look at it Keep it there and leave it alone. <laughs> so I have a couple of my headbands that still have the mud on them. Oh wow. Yeah. Dang. That's pretty cool. What's what sucks is when you go to I had to apologize to uh uh Doubletree in Denver. Cause I come back in as I, I come in, check in, I said, Okay, I'm doing Spartan races. Oh yeah, Spartan Fort and Fort Carson. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll be doing Spartan races weekend. I will apologize now. There may be some mud on the floor of, you know, the room mm-hmm. of me getting to the room. You know, I will try to clean up myself as best I can. So after the beast, I walked back in, I got my gear still on this lady who was just dressed to the nines. So she looked, she's going out for the evening, looks at me and I just love your shirt. And thank you, ma'am. Well, why are you so dirty? What have you been doing? And I explained it to her about Spartan races. And I feel bad about walking through the hotel like this. She's Oh, honey, don't worry. They have cleaning staff. It's fine. So I, uh, I get to the elevator, go to my room, you know, change, whatnot. By the time I checked out Monday morning, because I had like a, I had like a 0500 flight, you know, 5 a.m. flight. And I'm mm-hmm. checking out at like, you know, two o'clock in the morning after not sleeping. And I go downstairs like, okay, to let you know, some of your towels have mud on them. <laughs> some of you, there's mud on the floor of your bed, bathroom. There's mud on the, there's no mud in the bedroom area, the living room area. But your, t- your tub is going to need to be cleaned because it's muddy. I'm sorry. And they were totally cool with it, but it was just, uh, they were just like, why is there so much mud? That's what Spartan. I've been doing all weekend. Spartan <laughs> race. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, too much fun. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, what's, that's what it's all about. Well, you, you, speaking about quitting, um, not quitting, 
uh, that's one thing I, I was looking at this trip of, um, you know, people, there's people who think I can't do it. There's people that think that, Dave, you've never ridden that far. Like, well, I did 2,500 miles on one motorcycle ride a few years ago, and then got home, stood the night at home, turned around, hopped on the other bike, did another 1,500 miles for fun. And I also rode from Camp Pendleton, California, to, to 72 miles south of Bend, Oregon, which is 972 miles in 14 and a half hours. So I think I'm pretty well versed sitting on a motorcycle. Um, You'll be fine. Oh yeah. It, it'll be, it'll be a challenge. It'll be worth it. And it'll be, you know, I, I, I intend to complete the route that I've set forth. Um, but like I told people, you know, I had people at my church question me what I'm doing. You know, like, this is something that I, I made a promise. This is something I intend to go do. And unless the motorcycle disintegrates underneath me, I'm by the grace of God, I'm going to complete it. Yeah. And cool. nothing else is acceptable. The only thing I could see you having an issue with, which I mean, sounds like you've ridden the bike enough that you shouldn't have a problem with this is the saddle sores. But I mean, oh, yeah. you, you know how to take care of that. I mean, you know what to do. I mean, so it, it's kind of, this mm. isn't your first rodeo. And it's one of those things I think a lot of people forget. They're like, oh, you've never ridden that far before. Not in one shot, but... If you add together yeah. all the other stuff you've done, you've been close. I've ridden. You've yeah. ridden. I mean, this isn't like you just suddenly said, you know what? I'm going to go buy a bike tomorrow and ride 6,000 miles, which I've because heard people not? do. That oh, would yeah. be a problem. But I mean, it's like. Well, the nice, thing about the, the nice thing about the Pan America, too, is it's an adventure bike. So mm -hmm. I can actually stand on the foot pegs and ride. Nice. And it's well, you can't do that on my other Harleys. And it's like, you know, I'll take care of the saddle stores. I'll take care of that. Um the uh you know the, i don't have my feet aren't out in front of me like i'm the regular harleys they're mm -hmm. more like dual sport riding position so you know stretch your legs and make sure you you get off and rest every now and then if you get to a point you know like i'm looking at i know i go i'll know i'll go to boise the first day which is about a 420 mile day which you know i'll be able to do and, and um the next day is to get to salt lake and then salt lake toward denver and then I'll make a decision, you know, where I go, if I go I-80 or I-70, which I'll probably go I-80 because it's uh, asphalt. Um, but if I make it to, uh, you know, if I don't make it all the way to Denver from Salt Lake, I make it to Rollins, Wyoming, you know, I'll pull over and find a cheap motel room or a campsite and, and call it good. And I don't have to do 500 mile days. No. Um, but like I was telling, you know, the crew here, my mission is to go see the Harley Museum. And that's what dad wanted to see above everything. Um, I even called, I emailed the CEO, CFO, chief marketing officer of Harley. And then I actually called the Harley Museum and told them what was going on. They're like, we can't wait to meet you. They're like, cool, all right. So, uh, and I, I actually asked Joe if I could uh, uh, advertise Spartan a little bit and, and Decafit and Tough Butter in my, uh, my documentary that we're shooting. And he's like, hey, one word, awesome. I'm like, cool. Yeah. Thanks, bud. <laughs> well, and you know how it is. Anything you need from us to help with that documentary or help with whatever, you, you get some, got it. Get, get me some BeastNet commercials, like just 30 second clippets um, that we can insert in the documentary. Oh, we can do that and, even with, because Don uses this video. So we can even use a video yeah. of you doing this. So, I mean, yeah, we can. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll take that too. Um, with the whole Deadpool then, behind me. Oh, I love dig of the Deadpool. Mm -hmm. um, but the, uh, uh, you know, anybody that's like, I know what I'd love to do, I'll get you, get you guys permission to do this, is actually put BSTAT as a partner of the, of the, of the, the expedition. Yeah, on my the website. permission. 
Thank right you. Now. So I'll grab the BSNET logo and just dump it on there. Thanks to all our partners, BSNET, Apple State, Harley Davidson, Wenatchee Valley YMCA, Works of Wenatchee, yada, yada, yada. Um, like I said, whatever, whatever you need from BSNET, you are family, we are here. Appreciate it. Um, and then I'm going to, I was looking at like different court races. And like if there's a race in the area, I was going to try to race it. But unfortunately, it's like the hottest part of the year. So there's nothing yeah. at all until the end of August. And on that whole race course, on that or that whole uh, expedition course. So um, there goes that idea. But um, I've had people tell me, "Oh, it's going to be the hottest part of the year." Like, well, I'm obviously going to have water. I'm obviously going to be hydrated. I'm obviously going to take care of myself. I'm not completely brain dead. Um, thank you for your concern, but hush your face. And um, the biggest, I think, the biggest bear for me right now is. How do I take all this stuff on one motorcycle? Crap. <laughs> when I was younger, we so, used to actually pull a trailer. You can't do that on my Pan Am. No, not on the Pan Am, but on the on the gold one nope. we did. So my dad yeah, actually, what was, what was so funny is my dad had a trailer and then I would go with him. And one day I came home, I like woke up in the morning because I didn't have a car. I just had the bike. And I went outside mm-hmm. to get something on my bike. And I'm like, where the hell's my bike? Huh. And all of a sudden, like an hour later, my dad comes back and he's like, look, I put a trailer hitch on it so you can pull the other trailer. And I'm like, why do I need to pull the other trailer so we can get more? Shit? And I'm like, I didn't what? need it. You and mom need it so you can. pull." Uh-huh. So, yeah, uh-huh. so that was it. So the, so when we went on trips, so now I could he could pull a trailer and I could pull a trailer so that he could get more crap. Well, I've got I've got. Uh, so, you know, how the like, camp food is usually um, like this. If you had water too, like freeze dried crap. Yep. Uh, it's usually full of garbage, like mm-hmm. soy and whatever. Yeah. Um, I found some. I found some stuff from a place called Nutrient Survival. That's um, actually like it's good stuff. It's you know it may taste funny, but it's it's actually decent stuff. So I've got all that food. It's got to go in one saddle bag. I've got water and cooking utensils like that on the other. I've got a like sixty liter bag for my clothes. Another sixty liter bag for my camping gear. Another bag for my my other riding gear. It's got to go on there. Uh, and the trunk of the bike is all the electronics. So my my camera set, my uh, my um, uh, drone kit, that's all got to go in there. And then um, I just ordered a motorcycle backpack because I have to take a laptop with me because I have to upload my footage every day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not doing that from a tablet. That's not going to work. So I'm sitting there going, well, I'm so, the, the other reason I'm taking the Pan Am is because it's got these hard like uh, aluminum paneers on it, aluminum saddlebags. Yep. So I can actually overload it a little bit. Whereas in the Harley, they're all plastic and fiberglass, so they'll just snap right off. So that'll be interesting because I've never had that much weight in the back of that bike. But, you know, as long as I don't do what Charlie Borman did the day he left for a long way around, um, he throws his leg over the bike. And they had just learned how to do off-road bikes. And he throws his leg over the bike, and the whole bike just goes this. This does this on its engine guard. And as long as I don't do that, my, my start flying, I'll be fine. But oh, uh, be great. we're going to... Um, like I said, I was, I was going to go from here to Pasco and spend the night and then go from Pasco to Boise, but Pasco is only like a hundred miles away. So yeah. I just go, just, just get to Boise and then I'll visit uh, a couple of OCR friends down there. And then, um, I know that one of my friends down there, her and a team are going to Utah to race. Um, I was going to stay in Utah and, and help out because I don't really want to race Utah right now. Um, but uh, I'm looking at my trip plan going, I don't, I don't have the time. I have to keep going. So um, they may follow me and do some filming for them, or they may 
I may caravan with them and they'll do some filming for me while we're caravanning. Um, and then, you know, be able to get to Ogden and go see our buddy Ted down there. And, uh, uh, Teddy, Teddy, love that guy. Go see Ted down there. He told me last time I, I was there doing a deck of a deck of mile. Why didn't you call me? Like, I didn't think about it, but, um, uh, remember his real name's freak show. I know freak show. I'm coming. I'm coming down there soon. <laughs> uh, I'll be there at the end of next week. Um, and then I'm hoping, I'm hoping that when I get to Harley Davidson, it'll be the very last day of the 120th anniversary celebration mm-hmm. because they have a boatload of bikers coming in from all over the world. And yeah. I really don't like crowds that much. So I want to be there as those bikers are going, okay, we're leaving. Like, okay. Yeah, see you later. <laughs> I get to, I get to see the, I get to see the museum without you people here. Okay. Bye. No, so, awesome. um, so they can, people can follow me on the trip at narrowwaymoto.com. Uh, they can look at, it's narrowwaymoto on like almost all the social medias. Facebook, I think I'm on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. I don't do TikTok because TikTok's evil. But um, <laughs> uh, there'll be content every day, hopefully. And, um, you know, people can donate. There'll be a, there's a link that people can donate to our local YMCA if they want to. Um, but it should just be nice for people to, to you know, catch, catch up with me on the trip and, Again, if anybody wants to come riding with me, you know, any part of this trip, just, you know, look where I'm at. If you want to meet up and, you know, send me a message and we'll meet up for a while and ride. Yeah, it'll be good. And um, then I get back and it's gung-ho for, be rest for about a week and then get back to my real training for my trifecta weekend. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, we will definitely post, you know, the links to all that, you know, when we post the episode so people can find you. Uh, the Appreciate best it. of luck. I mean, you're going to do amazing. Thanks. If you need anything along the way, you know how to find me. I mean, you are yes, family. Sir. We will help you any way we can. So, I but appreciate you, brother. we're getting close to that hour mark, so I should probably let you go. Um, yep. Anything you want to tell our listeners in closing? Don't quit. No matter what, no matter what happens, no matter, <clears throat> no matter what people say to you, no matter what people try to make you feel don't quit because quitting is never an option no it's not quitting is never an option just pound through keep going no matter what anybody says you're good enough you can do this and And you're you're, qualified you are qualified (laughs) and the second you say you're not qualified for something that's when you should be doing it because god damn it you are hoorah hoorah all right brother catch you later bye thanks for listening to the beast net podcast if you haven't done it yet find us on facebook like and share the podcast Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear.